This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Chris Adams-Wall. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our latest show. I'm Chris Adams-Wall. On today's program, we'll sit down with race first baseman Yandy Diaz to discuss the 2023 American League batting champion winning his first ever Silver Slugger Award. Then we'll be joined by the Rays' new first base coach, Michael Johns. But first, we begin with Yandy Diaz. Yandy, congratulations. Um, What does it mean to be voted the top offensive first baseman in the American League to win the Silver Slugger? Yandy, uh, felicidades primeramente. ¿Y cómo se siente para ti ser el, el, el mejor uh, bateador ofensivo de primera base en la uh, Liga Americana? No, contento, ¿sabes? Son, son esfuerzos que uno hace todos los años, entrenamiento que uno hace todos los años duros, y bueno, y gracias a Dios lo, los resultados están saliendo. No, no, I'm very happy. I'm very happy with the effort that I've put in. I'm very happy for the effort I put in over the years and the hard work looks like it's showing off. Yandi, it's Adam. Congratulations. Um, I know you didn't like talking about it during the season, but just how proud are you when you look back at all you accomplished, the batting title, the career high home runs, all of that? Hablando, Adam, te felicito otra vez. Y sé que durante la temporada no te gustaba hablar mucho del bateo, del título, del batting average y todo. Pero ¿cómo, ¿qué tan orgulloso te sientes ahora después del año que tuviste? No, me siento de lo más orgulloso, porque te digo, son, son muchos años que uno lleva trabajando fuerte para, tú sabes, para el equipo y personalmente. Y tú sabes, gracias a Dios, ya los resultados uno lo está viendo. Uh, I'm very proud, um, like I said, for all the years that I've been trying to work hard uh, and not just so so much more personally, but for the team as well. And I'm very happy, thank God, that the results are showing. Hey, Yandy, congratulations, man. Uh, I'm curious, is there any part of you that is surprised at how well you played this year? I mean, it was probably far and away your best season in the majors. And was one of your goals to win the Silver Slugger? I mean, I don't know if that was something that you dreamed about coming into this season, but uh, what what do you think? I mean, are, are you shocked at how amazing you played this past year? Está curioso si, otra vez te felicitas también, Chris, está curioso si estás sorprendido de todavía lo, lo que pudiste lograr, o si había una meta tuya de, de ganar el, el bate de plata, o de, de qué te sorprende del año que tuviste en la ofensa este año. No, me sorprendo de todo, porque como te digo, uno no trabaja, pero uno no sabe lo que, lo que sabe, lo que la vida te, te prepara en el camino, pero bueno, uno se prepara siempre para para ayudarle al equipo, pero bueno, parece que a veces las cosas no salen para el equipo y sale personalmente, y tú sabes, me siento demasiado contento por todo el, el resultado que tuve este año. 
Uh, no, I'm very surprised for, for everything. You know, we always put in the, the hard work to uh, hopefully get some results, but you don't really know at the end of the day. And all you can do really is, is prepare. And uh, sometimes if things don't go well for the team, then, you know, you're just very happy that sometimes it works out personally for you. Hey, to Yandi, it's Mark again. What, which stat, now that you've had some time to think about it, what, was you, what were you most proud of, the batting average, the home runs, OPS? What, what stood out to you the most? What, what do you think of first? Hablando Mark otra vez, te pregunta que qué número estás más orgulloso, el averaje, los home runs, el OPS que tuviste ese año. Hay un número que para ti estás muy orgulloso o contento que pudiste lograr. Yo creo que eh, eh, estoy más orgulloso por los por los honrones que, que conecté porque tú sabes yo siempre he tenido la fuerza al bate he tenido siempre he tenido la velocidad que sale del bate con la bola y sabes y, y parece que este año la, las cosas que trabajé me salieron bien bueno contento por esos honrones que, que pude dar. Uh, I'd say I'm very proud of the home runs I was able to connect with this year. Um, I know that I've always had the strength and I've had the exit velocity to hit the ball hard, and it, I'm very happy that this year it finally came out and I was able to get the results in that category. Hey, Yandy, I have one silver slugger. It's voted on by the manager and league. What does that mean, that it was people that were in uniform off the field all around the league that made the decision? ¿Qué significa para ti que lo, la, la gente que vota para este premio son los managers, jugadores, los, los, los personajes que tienen uniforme? ¿Qué significa eso para ti? Oh, mucho, porque parece que ellos ven, tú sabes, eh, eh, con la forma eh, que ellos ven como que más cosas que yo de afuera, ¿me entiendes? Y parece que ellos están viendo todos los resultados que yo he tenido este año, y bueno, y agradecerle por ello, por uh, no, it means a lot. You know, it shows that you know, the way they see me from the outside looking in, um, I'm very happy that they're able to see the, the results, and I'm very appreciative of them for voting for me. Hey, Yandi, it's Chris Adams-Wall again. Uh, I'm just curious, you had such an outstanding season. You won the batting title, and now you have a silver slugger. Do you think that you can take your game to even another level next season. Con lo, lo que lograste este año con el título de bateo y con el bate de plaza, ¿tú crees que todavía puedes mejorar un, un poco más tu juego de lo que hiciste este año? Sí, tú sabes, uno todos los años se, se, se prepara para pa ser mejor cada año, y, ¿sabes? Y, y el año que viene quisiera elevar todos lo, lo, los números que tuve el año pasado y, y para eso me estoy preparando bien fuerte para pa, pa superar todos los, los números que tuve este año. Yeah, every year, you know, you're prepared to, to put up some of these numbers and every year you prepare to be a little bit better than the year before and so I would really like to elevate my numbers, um, especially with the strong numbers that I had this year. What do you think does come next for you, Yandi? Where can you take your game to the next level? ¿En qué parte crees que puedes ayudar en tu juego? Yo siempre digo que mientras yo tenga salud y la mentalidad fuerte, los resultados van a ir saliendo en el camino. I always said if I'm healthy and I have strong uh, mental state, that the results are always going to come if I have that. And Yandi, how uh, how excited are you to win a batting title and a Silver Slugger award the same year that uh, you had your first born child? 
I mean, what does that mean to you? ¿Qué significa ganar los premios hoy este año y también poder festejar el nacimiento de tu hijo? Sí, tú sabes, son son muchas cosas que muchas cosas bonitas que me han pasado este año, principalmente el nacimiento de 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 mi niño, pero bueno, parece que este bate de plata es como un extra, tú sabes, y me siento contento por todas las cosas buenas que me han pasado este año. Now, uh, I'm very happy of, of a lot of things. You know, it's very beautiful things happening to me this year, especially the birth of my son. Uh, and I think the Silver Slugger is just the extra uh, prize uh, after the birth of him. How, uh, how's your diaper changing game? ¿Cómo estás cambiando las zapetas? Todavía no cambió ninguna. No. No. I still, I still haven't changed any. Whoa! <laughs> Wait, Yandi, I have to know. So now that you have a silver slugger, are you still afraid of ghosts? Todavía te da miedo la fantasma ya que has ganado un bate de plata. No, ya como como con el niño, como tengo que proteger a mi niño, ya los fantasmas no me están dando tanto miedo, tú sabes. Ahora tengo que 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 ser fuerte con los fantasmas. Now that I got a son, now I got to be able to protect him. So I got to be, I got to act stronger so I can't be scared of ghosts anymore. Two questions on the awards for next week. One is you're going to finish somewhere in the top 10, maybe top five for the league MVP award. What what will that mean to you to be up there, the best players in the league all around with Tani and Seager and Simeon and Julio Rodriguez and that whole group of guys? Uh, también los premios para que van a pasar las próximas semanas el el de honor de MVP que tal vez tu nombre va a ser en en, en los más uh, los cinco o seis jugadores de los mejores en la liga cómo se siente poder tener tu nombre en la misma lista de Otani de Seager de Semi y de Julio Rodríguez uh, en esta categoría no para eso para mí para mí no porque cualquier pelotero debe estar nominado con todos con todo eso como digo yo con todo eso con todos esos animales ahí, eso para mí es tremendo orgullo, porque ya, igual te digo, son la, el esfuerzo que uno hace cada día en el entrenamiento, y gracias a Dios lo, ¿sabes? los resultados están saliendo. Now, to have your name on the list with any of those guys, it's definitely an honor, and, and I'm very proud of, of the efforts that uh, that you put in in order to be named on that list, you know, those are names that, you know, you consider you know, animals in the league that are really good players, and very proud of being on that list. Okay. And then one other is Kevin Cash is going to be in the top three for manager of the year again. What do you think of Kevin Cash? Kevin Cash lo han nominado para tal vez ser el manager del año. Es en los últimos tres. ¿Qué piensas de él y qué puedes decir de él de este premio? No, tú sabes, los tres manas que están dominados son buenos, pero Sabes para para mí el mejor es es Kevin Cash y exacto ojalá que gane. No, all the managers on there, all three managers that are nominated are, are really good. In my opinion, Kevin Cash is the best, and hopefully he can win. And we certainly appreciate the time of Yon. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. The Diaz. Next up, the Rays' new first base coach, Michael Johns. MJ, thanks so much for taking the time, and congratulations. Hey, thanks for having me, Chris. It's been a fun few weeks. Um, you know, this show's going to be a little bit odd. I think most of us, as, as coaches and with the Rays, we like talking about players, and it's, I think a lot of us feel very uncomfortable talking about ourselves, but Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's been a good journey, a cool journey, one that you kind of share too with coming through the minor leagues and, and finally getting your shot. So obviously really excited. Yeah, what does it mean to you and what did it mean to you when the Rays told you that you were going to be their new first base coach? That must have been a pretty big deal for you, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, big deal. I mean, obviously, you know, like I said, you've been doing this a long time too. I've been I started this in 2007 and you know, worked my way up like the players did. A lot of the players got to the big leagues a lot faster than I did, thank God. Um, but <laughs> took some time, but I wouldn't change anything. Um, I think the journey that I had was one that, that was the one I was supposed to be on. Um, learned a lot from a lot of good people. And, you know, when all the things went down with the staff, I think there was probably a lot of, of uh, there's a lot of chatter about what might happen, but you never know. You just try to do a good job, try to get players to the big leagues, try to get them better. And, uh, and it's it's been a cool two weeks. I mean, for my you know my wife and, and my parents and all my friends and family that have been through this journey with me, they're very excited. Um, and, and as an I as am I, and hopefully we can uh, get, get to a World Series. So I am curious, how did you find out that you were going to be the Rays' new first base coach? Where were you? Who were you with? And how were you feeling when you did find out? Well, it's funny. We, we went through the process. It took a week and a half, probably uh, just a lot of talk with Cash and E and just kind of where we saw the job going. And then in a, like a formal interview. Um, but I think there was they were hoping that they would have the answer by last Friday. And I think that I wasn't real sure. I know how the Rays move as good as we are. I don't think we move at the speed of light, which I think what's probably makes us good. So I wasn't sure. So I was on the golf course and I had just finished and Cash called and He's like, who's around right now? And I told him it was a bunch of X-rays guys. It was Foley and Hindu and those guys, and they knew what was going on. So just got in my car, put him on, you know, put him on the on the on the system, and he said, "How do you? We're, we're going to offer you the first base coaching job." And you know, it, it didn't really sink in at the time. I, I think he, I think he slow played it on purpose. He was kind of like deadpan, <laughs> um, so I didn't really know what, he, what to expect. But that's kind of how it unfolded, and um, yeah, it seemed like it was like a, a bit of a dream. And when there was an opening for that first base coach position, did it pop in your mind at all that you might have a shot? I mean, I'll be honest. I think that since I've been here, I think there were times where I thought that maybe it would happen and it didn't. And I think that that was a really, 
like dark hole to go down. So I kind of just, I honestly wanted to be like the best Durham manager I could be. I wanted to be the best field coordinator I could be. And that's, that was my job. I wanted to get others better. And that's what I've tried to do the last few years. And if, if it, if it worked out, it worked out. So to be honest, there wasn't by no means that I think that I would get a phone call or an interview or anything. I just, I really wanted to be a good Durham manager. I was happy going back there next year and happy or being the field coordinator again, whatever they wanted me to do. But um, just really, um, I'm very humbled the fact that they even considered me. Um, and then obviously, you know, for them to pick me over a lot of good candidates was, it just, it, it's very, very humbling. You said that this journey started for you in 2007, MJ. Has this always been one of the goals though, to be a part of a major league coaching staff? You know what? I, no, not really. I mean, I, I don't, I think the reason why is I don't know how good I'd be at it. I think, I think I'll, I like to teach. I like to coach. Um, I, I think that that's probably my uh, forte and I don't know, you know, in the major leagues, it's just different. So when I got into this, I was very happy with having a 30 year career in the minor leagues. I really was. I enjoy the minor leagues. I enjoy the journey, enjoy the players. Um, and if that was the path that I was, you know, going down, I was fine with, but I think once I got more into this, I kind of saw that, you know, uh, maybe there is a chance. Maybe there is a chance with with hopefully the Rays or someone else to get into the major leagues. But I would say over the last few years, um, I, I didn't want to go anywhere. Like I wasn't going to go chasing a, a major league job with another organization. I'm very much a Ray at heart and do not want to leave no matter what. Um, I, I've made that very clear. They've t- very much taken care of me and my family. Um, and I want to take care of the Rays because I do think that this organization does everything right. Uh, in a time where maybe the industry doesn't do everything right. Uh, so I, I just, I never want to lose that. I never want to leave this, this uh, organization. And that sometimes that might mean a major league job. What do you think your focus is going to be as the Rays new first base coach? I know that Mark Topkin of the Tampa Bay times has hinted that whoever fills that vacancy, which is going to be you might have a stronger focus on on base running because maybe that's where the Rays have struggled a little bit over the last handful of years. But what are you hoping to bring to this new role? Yeah, I think if it's going to start with building the relationships with the players. Obviously, I have a history with most of them. Um, some of them I don't know as well as others, but that's kind of where it's going to start. Uh, and then the second part, the main part, will be the I'll be coaching first base, making sure we're prepared for the game. Uh, but I will have the outfielders. I will have the base running. Um, and that'll be my – that's that's what I'm going to do. That's going to be what I'm going to try to be really good at, um, having us be a really good defensive team in the outfield and a really sound base running team. I know you were with the Durham Bulls last year, MJ, but I'm sure you were still paying attention to what the Rays were doing at the major league level. 99 wins during the regular season, then they get to round one of the postseason – and they lose both games to the eventual World Series champion, Texas Rangers. What was your assessment of what happened to the Rays come the postseason? Because it lasted only, like I said, a couple of games, and then that was it. I think everybody, like including myself, the average baseball fan, would say that this was the craziest playoffs ever because two teams really got hot, and I don't want to take anything away from the Rangers. They're obviously a very good team. <sighs> Don't want to take anything away from the Diamondbacks, but I think that anyone that going into those playoffs would no one would have had those two in, in the World Series. But at the end of the day, they got really hot, um, and I think it was less about what we did poorly and more about what the Rangers did really well. They were very prepared. 
I think the handedness of their lineup was very tough. Um, it, it really needed – we needed to get in their bullpen earlier than probably what we did. Um, but I think that, like like I said, they just got hot. And, my gosh, they, they beat a lot of good teams, including us. And they made it look easy, and they did it on the road. They did it against all obstacles. So you have to really just tip your cap. Do you think it's as easy as that, just running all the way to the World Series by virtue of getting hot and getting hot at the right time? Yeah, I think that obviously, like I said, they're a very good team. They're very well managed and they're very well coached. Um, but 100%. What I mean, I've been on a lot of good teams, a lot of bad teams, and coached them. And if you can get hot at the right time, you it, there's just something to it where you come to the park and you know you're not going to lose, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if this team scores five runs in the first, you know you're going to come back. It doesn't matter if they come back in the ninth, you know you're going to come back. And that's like this, the beauty of like of the end of September. If you can have that that kind of mindset that it doesn't matter what happens, we're going to win. And whatever team can overcome their mistakes or the team that's going to win. So I think Texas did that very well. Obviously, Arizona did that very well. But back to the Rays, I mean, honestly, 99 games, you know, a 99-game win season, you take that every year and you take your chances in the playoffs. MJ, you were a minor league field coordinator for a number of years. You were also a manager in the Rays system for a number of years, but you went from minor league field coordinator back to being a skipper last season for the AAA Durham Bulls. We know that you had a lot of success there, and it was only for one season, but how much did you enjoy that year there in North Carolina and being a manager again after a little hiatus? Yeah, I think we talked a little bit about this um, in the middle of the year when we were talking about the Bulls, but just for me on a personal level, it was awesome. Um, I think that the field coordinator is a really good job, and most people in the minor leagues probably want to be a coordinator of some, of some sort because you get to go home for five days a month. You get to see the macro view. Uh, but what you don't, what you do miss is the micro view, and the, every single day you're dealing with players. Um, that part is probably the most unique, and, and, and I don't know that there's anything in sports like AAA where it's just guys that are really good and they probably should be in the big leagues. There's guys that are young that are right on the cusp. So it's a really unique level in that sense. And, and then the nut part two is you want to win. I mean, Durham has a tradition of winning. The Rays have a tradition of winning. We want those guys to come to the clubhouse every day wanting to win and not just trying to get to the major leagues. So you're balancing this you know, every day. Uh, but for me personally, it was awesome. Great team. I mean, we played really well. The crowds were awesome. Um, we just ran into a Norfolk team that was really good. And at the end of the day, they probably were the better team in the league. Um, it's hard to say that, but they were. They just they matched up really well against us. But back to me, I think that it was it was awesome. Couldn't have had a more uh, couldn't have had a better experience. They treated me and my family very well, um, and just a really neat place to play. And we know that you were drafted by the Colorado Rockies, and you. Spent a couple of years in the minors there. What was that like as, as a player? Uh, I mean, you've managed at all kinds of different levels in the minors now, but uh, what was that experience like for you as a player? And have you did you take any of what you experienced there in the Rockies organization to your coaching? Yeah, good question. I always hope that when I'm doing some type of interview, they don't bring up my playing <laughs> days because they were not good. <laughs> Uh, I was lucky enough to get my school paid for. I thought that would be the end of the road, and and, and the Rockies took a chance on me. You know, later, you know, as a senior sign, so um, not a good player by any stretch of the imagination. Managed to play three years, one year independent ball, and I, I think that I tried to get the most out of my ability. But I knew at the end of the day, I wasn't going to play in the big leagues. Like I knew that, so 
I really tried to pay attention to how the managers dealt with the players, how they dealt with playing time, how the pitching coaches dealt with the pitchers. Uh, I'll tell you how good of a prospect I was. I would throw batting practice to the pitchers, and I was still playing. <laughs> so that if I just think back now, like if that happened today, that guy would be fired. Um, but that's 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 kind of the prospect I was. But luckily, it led to you know a really good career for me as a coach. Um, I just tried to pay attention to how how people treated people, you know. And to me, I thought the Rockies had a lot of good people that did things, you know, a good way. And there were some guys that maybe I didn't agree with. So I think you take and you pick and choose how you kind of want to be when you when you're a coach. Um, but I've really tried to forget those those playing days because they were not fun. <laughs> well, after your playing career was over, how did the opportunity come about with the Rays? Because you've been with Tampa Bay for a long time now. But how did that all go down? Because obviously the Rockies and the Rays are, are not the same organization. Right. Uh, I'll try to sum it up quickly. I went back and coached at the high school that I actually played as an assistant. Coached for the coach that I played for uh, and loved it. I was in my hometown. It was great. I was still young. Got an opportunity to be a head coach at a big school in Jacksonville. Uh, did that for four years. So now it's eight years coaching high school. And the Florida, the Florida area scouting job came open for the Rays. Uh, there was some a little bit of interest from me and the Rays, so I talked to them, and I think that we we figured out that I probably would be better on player development. Went over and talked to Mitch, talked to Hoff, he talked to Bill, a lot of people that were very influential early in my career, and it ended up working out. You know, I left a job that I was very comfortable doing, and kind of took a leap of faith. Um, wasn't married, didn't have any kids, so there wasn't really anything holding me back in Jacksonville, and I was still fairly young, so. I, I look back now thinking I kind of thought then if I did this for five years, I'm going to learn a lot, go back to, to high school. I'll still be able to retire at a relatively young age. And now 16 years later, I'm like, I can't imagine I didn't take that leap of faith. So very fortunate things worked out. And a lot of people in this organization have taken care of me and, and directed me in the right path. Yeah. What is that like for you to, to reflect back on those initial meetings with the Rays about, Oh, am I going to get involved with this organization to some capacity? And now where you're going to enter the 2024 season as the Tampa Bay Rays first base coach. I know. You know what? I think the thing that stands out the most is like the players that I've had, just how excited I am for, for them to have played in the major leagues. And then I think for my own self, like the people that influenced me, the coordinators, the, the staff, I mean, they're, they're littered all over the landscape of baseball. They're all over. And most of them are in the major leagues right now, or they're, or they're in the, they're in the, uh, front office um those are the people that stand out to me that that really like stuck with me when you know I, I needed to be directed one way or the other uh to learn really how to coach in pro ball because it's a lot different than high school or college um so yeah just leaning on a lot of good people that have done this a long time and, and high character people and last question before i let you go mj what are you most excited about uh, becoming the race first base coach i mean that in itself is is pretty amazing but is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to doing for the first time? Yeah, I think the easy answer is to win the World Series, right? Like, we all want to win it. But honestly, the thing that keeps standing out in my mind is opening day. I think that's probably that's probably when it hits most people the most. The, the first time they're there, you know, under the lights, the fans are in the crowd. Like, right now, it's really, it's really neat. It's really cool. But it's probably not going to sink in until that moment. So that's probably what I'm looking forward to right now. Well, we're excited to have you, MJ. Thanks so much for taking the time today, and congratulations on your new job as the Rays' first base coach. We can't wait to see you. Can't wait to can't wait to be hanging out again, man. It's been a while. So, congrats to you too. You do a great job, and 
Appreciate the time. We want to thank both Michael Johns and Yandi Diaz for their time today. And thank you for tuning in. You can be like Kennedy Miner and Josh Shrieky and subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Adams-Wall. We'll see you next time. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.